Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie. Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talk 40 to Me. This is Brandy. And this is Angelina. This month's episodes have been covering so many different grounds. One, um, our first episode of this month was about skin cancer awareness because it's Skin Cancer Awareness Month. Second episode is paying homage to Mother's Day because Mother's Day is also this month, but also Food Allergy Awareness Month as well. And according to foodallergy.org, one in every 10 adults and one in every 13 children have a food allergy. And I think that the stats are astonishing because I, I think we hear of people always talking about food allergies, but we don't really realize the prevalence that there is and the awareness that needs to be brought to this topic. So many people know, I've talked about this openly, that my youngest has several food allergies and it is a personal mission of mine to help raise awareness about food safety. But at the same time, uh, we're gonna be talking about product, an amazing product that is celiac friendly, um, but we're also gonna be discussing so many different avenues from friendship to motherhood, to entrepreneurship and creating a brand for those with gluten intolerances. So with that said, I have been looking forward to this day that I can introduce you all to Melissa Blue and Melissa Mihal, also known as the Melissas. These two incredible women are creators and founders of Melly's Monster Cookies and have been friends and bakers for over 30 years. Their aha moment was triggered when a close family member developed a gluten intolerance. While baking Monster Cookies, a family recipe passed down from generation to generation, it dawned on them that this delicious cookie was naturally gluten-free. Realizing this and knowing how awesome these cookies were, was the catalyst to share Melly's Monster Cookies. These ladies are moms who put a premium on caring for their families and love to share their deliciously awesome, better for you, cookie containing no gluten substitutes. They can say with confidence, it is the best cookie you will ever eat. And oh, by the way, it is gluten-free. And I can attest, they're pretty darn amazing. And it's so easy to adjust if you have a family member with multiple allergies. Um, so we've kind of based on the ingredients in their mixes, we've adjusted based on our different families' needs. So they're super flexible and so tasty. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you guys to the Melissa's. Well, hi, nice to meet you. We're so glad to be on the show today. Yeah, we're really excited to um, share with y'all and just um, it's so fun to be with girls today. It's fun. Yes, yes. I love the parallel of the best friends, by the way. I love that we're all over 40 and best friends for yeah, many, many years. So. That's great. There's nothing like someone who has literally been in your life forever. Uh, they know you sometimes better than you know yourself. So Angelina will call me out and she's like, you sound like you're kind of down today. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Well, you know, now that you mention it. <laughs> so it's funny. You do know, you do learn, especially when you talk hours a day, every day. Right, right. So can you share more about uh, your background, how you guys met, and what led you to creating Melly's together? So Melissa and I are 
best friends um, since we were eight years old. We grew up in Waco, Texas together. And we have a long family history of like our moms went to high school together. They're still in the same birthday club. Our dads went to law school together. Grandmothers played cards. We were destined to be. So we best friends since we were eight. And then we both went off to the University of Texas together and we're both in the business school there. And then I went on to law school at SMU and Melissa went on to become a gemologist and um, have a jewelry company. So those were kind of our prior paths leading up to when we created Melly's Monster Cookies. Yeah. And the whole background of the cookie, it is a 50 year old family recipe. So my mother-in-law literally gave me the monster cookie recipe on my wedding day as if to pass on the family tradition of making monster cookies. And about, it's been more than 10 years now, I guess, because we've been in business for 10 years. And my niece, she was younger and she developed a gluten intolerance and she had some medical needs. And I watched my sister, she would drive from Waco to Austin to go to Whole Foods to try to find sweet treats or try to make things. And it was just difficult. Like she said, everything tasted okay. You know, just a lot of trial and error. And it was just difficult to have nice treats for Cody to take to school or to birthday parties, you know, where there wasn't, you know, a non-gluten offering. Anyway, I was making the monster cookies for my children. I had young children at the time. And as I was making the cookies, I realized there was no wheat or flour in the cookie recipe. So I called her excitedly and said, you can make these because there's no flour. And so she can have them. And that was kind of the aha moment of this is a fantastic family recipe that's been loved forever. That's naturally gluten-free and you don't have to substitute any other flour. So upon that, I called Melissa Mihal, who was practicing law part-time. And I said, hey, I'm really thinking this is a fantastic cookie that we need to get in the marketplace. Would you want to join me and be my partner? And thankfully she said yes. So we both really um, had no background in the CPG industry and we had no food background. And yet we both really knew that we could make it happen. So we just started the company from there. I know we always laugh. We always were like, why, you know, we always envisioned that we would be in thousands of stores nationwide. We were just like, we, we can do this. Why, we, why wouldn't we have a cookie in Target, Walmart, and Kroger nationwide? And so it's fun to see today that, you know, we're now in over 8,000 stores nationwide and growing, growing weekly. So it's, it's really, really fun. That's amazing. So to go from there to where you are now, and you've never had any experience in the food industry or CBG, but what, what's the most surprising thing that you have come across as you've continued to build and grow this business? I think Melissa and I were discussing this earlier. One thing that is surprising is that even though we are in all those stores, the brand awareness is still hard to build there's just a lot of, there's a lot of people out there and, you know, a lot of great brands out there. And so I would have thought just by sheer shelf presence that it would have, um, but you know, we're, that's, that's still a daily thing that we are having to work on is it's just our marketing and brand awareness. But Melissa, what would you say? Yeah. And I think that, and I think also the longer we've been in the business, how small the food world really is. So you go to shows, you see people, it's really a small community of people that are leading the food industry. And it's also a very helpful, encouraging community. It doesn't feel cutthroat. So I think that we've both been surprised at having wonderful mentors and people in the business that help us out. So not knowing anything, we've really had people help us along the way. And now we're getting to help other people come along the way. And so it just is, it's a overall positive experience in, in industry to be in, which has been nice. It's, it's challenging. I'm not saying it's all fun and games, but it's at least the people are good. I, um, having spent a significant amount of my career in CPG, 
one of the areas that I really love are emerging brands and businesses because people are like, there's just this, this incredible culture amongst different, you know, food brands and how they do want to help and how there's just so much passion and purpose in the products that are being created. And with your product specifically, it's a part of an emerging group that there's still such a need for products in the market that are better for you, cleaner ingredients, and also accommodating to uh, this ever-growing group of people who, who live in this food allergy, food intolerance space. And I love that, you know, you guys have been around for 10 years, so I'm sure you have seen this category just grow. And so you were probably one of the first to enter the market who really has focused in this particular space. Yes, definitely. You know, at first people thought this was like a fad or a diet, you know, and so that was what was interesting is that's definitely not the case. We eventually had to convince retailers that this was real and not going away that once awareness became, you know, apparent and in such a much larger scale over the last 10 years, you know, now we have whole whole aisles at Central Market that are only gluten-free. And I had had um, stomach issues my whole life and did not know. I mean, I had her, Melissa's parents kept Pepto at her house for me for sleepovers because I would always eat pizza and cookies and feel bad. But once we started this, I, about a year in, was like, you know what, I, I'm going to try this. And anyway, it's changed my life. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I don't eat Tums every night anymore. It's, you know, it wasn't debilitating to me, but I just felt bad every night. And I'm, I'm a sure believer in the gluten-free awareness and that it's not going away. Gosh, I feel like you're saying, you're, you're saying the exact same thing that's happened to me my whole life. So it's so interesting how it's so interesting how food makes such a difference in, in your life. So you guys really do have such a beautiful brand. Your personality is so lighthearted and fun and such a strong message that includes gluten-free, zero flour substitutes, four grams of plant-based protein per cookie. Um, we talked about your niche a little bit. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs tend to get, you sort of hear two different stories. Some are a little concerned about being too niche and we don't wanna to be too focused in this area because it may close our opportunity for growth. Um, and then you have some who are really hyper-focused on the niche that, that they've been building and working on. So do you have any advice for entrepreneurs who might be building a niche brand themselves, like resources that might be available, things to consider, anything that, that you have found that's helped you along the way? You know, I think the niche part of a business, really ours was a byproduct of the product right? We, we were naturally gluten-free. And I think when we started the company, even my husband said, don't put gluten-free on the package. Then people won't think it doesn't taste good. Because back then, 10 years ago, gluten-free products had a reputation of not tasting good. And we have found that we really wanted to speak to that clientele because that's who we were serving. And they're very loyal. T typically, if you have a very niche product, those customers are going to be very loyal to you. And if they like your product, they will continue to buy and share. And I think the fantastic thing, particularly about our cookie, is that it really is a fantastic cookie that we've been eating for a long time. And it really is a cookie that you can put on a table for everyone. So you can have a party and people who are gluten-free enjoy them. People who are not gluten-free can enjoy them. So they really do hit all of the you know points of having a good treat at a dinner table. But as far as, you know, I think staying in your lane is important and knowing who you are and what your mission is as a company is important. 
So don't try to be everything. Don't try to do everything. Like really stay at what you know you're good at, what you're trying to do. And as things, opportunities may come along and you have to make decisions based on that. But I think if you have a strong mission and purpose from the get-go, it will be easier to say no to things that you don't want to do. For instance, we don't want to be doing anything with flour substitutes, period. So we won't be able to do pancakes or muffins or thing. I mean, maybe we will one day, but I, right now we have been able to say, no, we are a no flour company. So it has been easy to stay really focused. There are times that we'll say, do we want to go there? And then we're like, no, this is who we are. This is where we stand, like stake in the ground that we don't have any flour substitutes. And, you know, I think something for an entrepreneur, I was, we, someone said this to us yesterday, and then I was listening we've been able to diversify, stay in that lane of being naturally gluten-free, but use the product in different ways. And I think by going, it has, the diversification has made us more stable and de-risked us a little. So we are using the same family recipe, but you can find us in the frozen dessert with the frozen cookie, or you can find us in the mix aisle with the bake. And now our newest product is the shelf-stable mini cookies. And so we've listened to what people are needing. Like, you know, a few years ago during COVID, the baking mix was wonderful. Well, now people are moving out and wanting more snacking and they're on the go. So we've taken that same family recipe, made it into a self-stable cookie. And within that, we've stayed true to our mission, but we've also de-risked ourselves some because it's very difficult for a brand if you just hang your hat on one thing and being one thing, because if it's just, just risky, you know? And so if we get taken out of one store in this, yet we went in frozen in here, we can be, it's for an entrepreneur, it wasn't something anyone told us. It just naturally occur, happened with us. But I look back and think that was, I'm glad we've done that to, to kind of diversify in different product categories. I always love hearing entrepreneur stories and what makes you uniquely you. So thank you for sharing that. So it's a little bit of stay in your lane but also be willing to diversify that product. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. I find that that's, that's super helpful advice, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Many may not know you guys are also moms. So we wanted to touch on motherhood, just being that Mother's Day was just this past weekend. So happy Mother's Day, ladies. We always hear these questions about balance, right? And we know as moms that that's really not a thing. There's no such thing. You just do your best, especially if we're a working professional. But we would like to ask, what tips do you have on managing motherhood and entrepreneurship? And how do you find the best flow, if you will, for yourself and your families? Well, I think just staying ahead of the game scheduling wise is really important for us. I mean, we map out obviously our weeks, you know, ahead, whether that's our dinners or, you know, food shopping. And we kind of, we try to get all that pretty much squared away by, you know, Sunday, Monday. And for me, I also have family around to help, which is really nice. I think allowing people to help you is, you know, I don't, I don't try to do it all. I can't, can't do it all. So I'm happy that, um, to have help and let people help me because I could, I have three children and, you know, everyone's going in a million different directions. And then Melissa and I are trying, you know, running Mellie's every day. So it's just for me, getting help and staying scheduled is what keeps me balanced. Yeah. I, I like that you said there's not a balance because there really isn't a balance. And I always laugh when people say that, but I think even non-working mothers feel like there's not a balance, like life's just busy. Right. But I think it's, 
we definitely prioritize our families over work, but we work all day. And I think it's been good to see our kid, have our kids see us do all of this and grow this company and work and try to do things because they, they need to help, you know, they have to help out because I don't have time to do that. Or can you start dinner for me? Or it's just been a good lesson for them that life doesn't revolve around them all the time, but we also are around in a present and, you know, I, I attend every sporting event that I, you know, so we just try, we try our best is all I can say. And I think it helps that there's two of us, right? So I know, and I love Melissa and her children dearly. So I'll step in when she needs to be somewhere else, or she'll step in when I need to be somewhere else. So we allow each other to prioritize our families ahead of Melly's and step in to those places when something's important to the other one. I think that's awesome. And then you mentioned scheduling and was it meal planning? Mm-hmm. I need to do that. And we share, like, we'll say on Monday, what are you making this week? Like, inspire me, like, before oh, I go to the grocery store. <laughs> that's a good idea. I know. Angelina, I'm getting some tips for us. I know. Start telling, <laughs> just, it just tell me what to cook. If it just tells me every week, go do this, this, and this, and this, I could do it. I think for a lot of moms, it becomes so overwhelming when you start to like try to plan it out and then just nothing happens. At least for me, that's kind of how the, the meal planning fail has happened. Yes. I, I try my best to meal plan, but my kids are so picky. And so my diet versus their diet are two different things. And I think that that's super hard. I'm trying to get them to venture into other foods outside of chicken nuggets, hot dogs, pizza, and (laughs) chili. Um, That's kind of their four main food groups. So it's been so hard trying to get them to be more adventurous in eating. I love these tips though. There was something that you said, oh, about making sure you get help. And I think that that's something that I personally struggle with. And I know so many other people do is sort of giving yourself some grace to know that you need help and that it takes a village uh, to raise a child. And I have a friend locally who tells me all the time, she's like, Brandy, we're in a community and we're here to support each other. Like, we're a lot like let me help you. And, um, and it's such a great reminder that, you know, there's people that love your kids and love your family and are there to help each other. So. Well, and I also think like with carpooling, I have the joy of getting to know other people's children really well, as do they, and my children benefit from, you know, knowing these other moms well, and, you know, getting in the car after school and spilling their days, their happies and their sads, you know, and and it's, it's a, it's a gift for them to get to share. That's such a great perspective. I know. And I finally gotten to the point where I've started to ask for that help. And our neighbors especially have been super helpful. But so if you ever feel bad about it, I always would just say, Hey, I really need help on this day. If you could do this for me, like I could do this. And I try to always like exchange, if you can bring them, I'll pick them up or like, and usually it always works out that they're like, oh, actually, that'd be really helpful for me too. Right. Carpooling is the best thing that was ever invented. So we all need to Amazing. <laughs> We're in walking distance to our school. So it's like, it's a half a mile from my house. So nice. And so it's like, it, for me, I'm like, oh, this is social hour. Like I get to go and pick up my kids and, and meet up with other people. But yeah, there's definitely the days where I'm like, I can't get 
get there in time um, and have such a great support system around here um, to do that. So, it, you know, I'm trying so hard not to break out into all these tangents because I cannot tell you everything that you guys are saying. I would love to go down like deep. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the time and, and it makes me like, gosh, I wish we could just like go to brunch, like the four of us and just talk all day because this would be so much fun. So we talked about business. We talked about motherhood. Let's talk about working with your friend. Um, so we can't move on without talking about the BFF game because we do have BFFs on the line. Um, Angelina, as I mentioned, and I have been friends for almost 35 years. We've talked about this idea on um, the podcast. Like I had an idea about starting my own podcast. I got nervous. I'm like, I can't do this by myself. And we had talked about it. And um, but it's also a little bit scary, like going into business with a friend and the fear of mixing friendship with business. Do you guys have any tips on how you manage to keep your relationship, your personal relationship strong and also work together? Like, how do you balance that? How do you find the strengths with each other? You know, we, we obviously talk 10, 15, 20 times a day, but a lot of times it's really easy to go straight to business because that's you, it's busy. You were trying to get things done, be efficient. And I think Melissa does a very good job of starting with how was your day last night? What's going on with you? And so keeping that um, friendship first. And also she also, I'm complimenting her because she does this very well. I'm not as good about this. And she's like, we need to see each other. We need to spend time together. We need to go have dinner and not talk about business and have fun. So trying to balance that, like we just need to spend time together and have fun together. So I think that's important. And I think as she mentioned earlier, just respecting each other's space and time and we have a very strong trust that she's getting what she needs to get done. I'm getting done what I need to get done. There's no no management going on of each other. And I think that is very tricky if people try to start managing. It's so important. And I think, you know, we've worked together our whole lives, whether it was in youth group or cheerleading or whatever. We knew each other's work ethics. And we also have better strengths that are different than each other. So it allows us to stay in different lanes. Like I am not as good with numbers at all. And I don't, um, and Melissa deals with that. I'm so thankful she deals with that. And I don't not ever trust her with it or anything. Mean, I'm like, wonderful. Like you are handling that. And she's brilliant with it. And, and then like, I look at all the contracts and the NDAs and she's like, oh, I'm not even going to read it. Like you've got that, you know? So we um, definitely lean in on each other's strengths and let each other run with it. I think that that works as far as a friendship too. And wasn't it Michael the other day that said, Melissa, Melissa, that he never worried about us doing this together, your husband? Didn't you say that? Yeah. When I said to him, I think I'm going to ask Melissa to help me do this cookie company. He was like, I think that's great. It's a good fit. And so I don't think every best friend can work together. I have lots of other wonderful friends that I, that would not work. And not because I don't love them and think they're great people and work hard, but just, I don't know. I think it's just a little bit of magic that you have that y'all two obviously have. And we just have this, you know, relationship that can withstand a lot of work and time and everything. I don't know. It's just a little bit of magic. I think we lean on the Enneagram a lot. Oh, I know what I am, but we should do a training and figure out our Enneagrams. It's been super helpful for us. Yeah, I think for us, and I would love to see, like, did you guys sit down and say, okay, 
what is your responsibility? What is my responsibility? We're going to, I mean, did y'all kind of do a planning session around that? Not at the beginning, but then it naturally just falls that way. And we we definitely have over the last, you know, said you're going to be more operations and finance and I'll be more sales and marketing and legal. But it gets messy on a lot of the stuff as far, especially as we're growing. And so we both want to, you know, have your hand and the growth of it all. What you guys have is so special and so admirable. Um, I love hearing about how y'all are building this business and how you're working together and just the magic of your relationship. Angelina and I, um, she mentioned the Enneagram because it, what's been helpful for us is I'm, I'm a six, she's an eight and she'll, and I get nervous of like, Oh, if I say this, like, is this going to upset someone? And she's like, I'm an eight. Tell me exactly what you need, what you want. That way I can go and do it. And I'm like, okay. She's like, take the feeling, take the feelings out. Don't worry. You're not going to offend me. And I'm like, I just want to preserve this relationship so much that I, I cherish and being a six, I'm a loyalist. So I am very loyal to my friends and cherish those relationships so deeply that I'm like, I don't want to say something or do something that's going to cause some kind of a riff in, you know, through business. Um, because I worry like, so much about all of that. And she's like, nope, just tell me what it is. Um, And I think that that's been really helpful. Yeah. And I think two things that I was just thinking about that I think with the friendship and the business, first of all, we have, we learned very early on that we can't stay mad at each other. Like you can't, you can't, you can't hide if something bothered you because we just, it's too intertwined and we don't really have time to harbor that. So you're like, if something, if I upset you or I did something, just go ahead and tell me. And let me say, I'm, you know, sorry, even though it's hard. And we haven't had many times like that, thankfully, but um, we have had a few things that, you know, just naturally happened. And so we try to get over that really quickly, like, you know, which is even like a marriage, you know, you shouldn't, you know, don't go to bed angry, that whole thing, like, just let's do this. And then I also think another thing that helps our friendship is we don't live in the same town. So we're not crossing communities in a good way. I think, don't you agree, Melissa? Because like, our kids aren't all in, you know, like we don't have these outside things that could help, that could add stress to us, I guess. I, I think that that's helpful. Even though I'd love to live near her, I would love to live in Austin near her. But. I've never looked at it like that. That's an interesting perspective that because Brandy and I are always like, oh, I wish we lived in the same city. But I see how that could be helpful, you know, especially talking as much as you talk and you can, you can have your own bubble if you want. Right. Yeah. I think if you're all, all your kids went to the same school and there was drama or things or, you know, it could, it could definitely muddy things up and, and not because they meant it's just life. It can get messy. Totally. I wouldn't have planned it this way, but I look at it like that and think, you know, that that is an aspect of our friendship and our working relationship that is, you know, it's compartmentalized in a nice way. I love it. Always way to see the positive. So I, of course, was perusing the website and looking at all of the different offerings you have. So Melly's cookies is different from any other cookie on the market. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what flavors you're offering and how does it taste? What's the texture like all about the cookie and, and then, and then even more. So where can they find it? Our number one seller is our original monster cookie, which is, 
gluten-free rolled oats, peanut butter, or whatever nut butter you want to add to the mix, M&Ms, chocolate chips, and really the, the cookies that are in the freezer and the cookies that you make at home are an ooey gooey, like rich cookie. I don't know how else to describe it, but, and then our minis actually are a little bit crispier. So they're a smaller snacking kind of, if you think about, you know, um, just a, it's a little bit crunchier of a cookie because you have to bake out the water to keep them shelf stable, but they're still have a lot of ton of wonderful flavor. It's just a different texture, but the base of our cookie is really the nut butter and the oats. So it's just a, it's a rich, moist, chewy cookie typically. And our flavors are the original monster. And then we've got chocolate chip because who doesn't want a chocolate chip cookie? We've got Odie raisin, which is one, one of my favorites. It's raisins and a hint of cinnamon. So tasty. And one of my, if I have them, I'll eat them for breakfast. And then we've got our rainbow chip, which is the same cookie as the original monster, but it has an all natural chocolate, like a colored coated candy because the M&Ms, you know, have some food coloring. And so we wanted to offer something that if someone, you know, wants to be dye free, like in, in certain stores, like Whole Foods and different places require that, which is great. So we love having that option as well. And as Brandy was saying, with the mixes are so nice because you can add any nut butter, you know, almond butter, cashew butter, or non-nut butter, and you can make it vegan by switching out the butter and the because it requires a butter egg and a nut butter. So you can use a butter substitute, an egg substitute. So it really allows you to um, tailor it to whatever allergy you have. Absolutely. I've done, my son is allergic to dairy, egg, nut, and seafood. And so we, um, we substitute it with sun butter. And then I've tried different things like experimented, whether I've used banana in place of the egg, uh, chia seeds in place of the egg, and then um, an egg like mix substitute in place of the egg. So I've done it different ways and they all taste great. And so you kind of learn to be like a little scientist in the kitchen, but what's so helpful is having the mix that's done. And then I get to play around with like, you know, what ingredients yields the best consistency, particularly the egg substitute, like replacing an egg is hard. Um, so playing around with that has been really interesting and fun, but every single time, no matter which one I use, it's, it always tastes amazing. And no one ever notices that I use sun butter. So we've, I've made them for parties and they rave over them. People will ask me what's in it. And I tell them, you know, it's Melly's cookies, but I use sun butter and they were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you had sun butter in it. So it's great. That's so good to know. I always love hearing what people do because y'all are so creative. And the nice thing about our mixes too, is you can make different, you know, we've had people make, we make energy balls or they've made different breads or brownie bites or did, I don't know. It's interesting. People are so creative. Pies, so creative. Mm-hmm. High crust, you know, kind of, it's interesting and fun to watch, you know, what people do with our mixes. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, I'm like, oh, these would be good little oat energy balls, like add um, some chia to it maybe, you know, and then you have your your nut butter of your choice. It'd be yummy. But um, I bet they're really good for schools too. Since you were saying you could sub, that's probably really good to take to a class because I know over the years, there's always like different limitations that you have for snacks and such. So it's always a great option to have in your back pocket. Totally. And they freeze really well. So that there's something about the science of the nut butter and the oats that they don't freeze like an ice cube. They, they come out and like after, you know, three or four minutes, they're, they're ready to go in there. That's good to know. 
the original way that Mrs. Blue made them um, is she would make a huge batch and then keep them in the freezer. So the boys growing up always knew to go to the freezer. Oh yeah, Michael's friends would come over and fight over the monster cookie bag. I mean, she'd have these giant Ziploc bags of cookies and they would be gone in like six minutes. You know, it's like unbelievable to watch. And could you leave out the egg and just eat it like raw, essentially? I mean, I'll eat it with the raw egg and I know I should never tell anybody to do that because it's dangerous. <laughs> but um, yes, you could definitely do that. <laughs> and that's essentially what the energy bites are. So that we have the recipe for the energy balls on the back of the original monster cookie recipe. And it's just honey and the nut butter and the mix. Yeah. Perfect. Super yummy. I love hearing about all this versatility. I had no idea. But I also know that you guys have a great blog that has different recipes and you had a dietitian recently, I guess be a contributor on your blog as well. Yeah, we, we have people reach out to us and, you know, and then we reach out to others to say, do you, would, can we ship you some mixes and see what you can do with them? So definitely. Yeah, we definitely love working with people that are cr much more creative than us with, re with the base mix recipe. Before we move on to our next segment, where can people find you and how do they follow you? So you can find us nationwide. We're in Kroger, Walmart, and Targets, and Albertsons nationwide. And then we're in a lot of different regional chains um, around the nation, like HEB, Central Market, Meyer, Harris Teeter. And we're in a lot of, a lot of different stores in, that are regional. And um, our largest distribution is the mixes from Melly's. And then the Albertsons, we have our, um, and HEBs, we have the frozen. So that would be in the frozen dessert. Or the baking mix would be obviously in the baking aisle. And then our newest product is Melly's Minis. And those are in the cookie cracker aisle. Um, and we just launched those. They've been in Central Market for a while. They just launched into HEB, Harris Cheater, Fresh Market. And that is our fastest growing segment um, and that we're putting, you know, most of our efforts on um, is to get those minis um, around the nation. Our website is melliescookies.com, but we are on an Instagram, we're on Pinterest, we're on Facebook, all of the handle at Melly's Cookies or at Melly's Monster Cookies. But we, all the handles are also on our website if you can't find them. And we've been doing a lot on TikTok lately too, um, of some recipes and working with different influencers to um, use Melly's in fun ways. I'm a big fan of TikTok. I'm have to go check that out. How amazing does it feel to see this baby come to life and to see it in stores and, and go national? I'm sure it, it's just incredibly fulfilling. It's definitely exciting. I mean, I think, you know, early on, especially when it was first on shelf, I would take, drag my children to the store and be like, look, we are actually on the shelf in the store. So it's so exciting. It's exciting to see it on shelf, but I think the most fun thing has been Melissa and I's ability and or experience and adventure to go travel to all these um, headquarters of these companies, going to Target headquarters, going to Walmart headquarters and meeting and being in those buildings and in those places where these companies were built is just has been such a gift and so exciting. So I think not only having it on shelf, but going to see where, you know, foundationally all these retail chains are is really exciting as well. Yeah, it's really inspiring. We always love that in Bentonville at Walmart's headquarters, Sam Walton had a keychain <clears throat> that said, go for it, that he, that was his mission. And so from the very beginning, we've always said, you know, kind of be leaned on that and just go for it. So it's been, it's been a, a, you know, I laugh. I said, I could have 
if I'd planned my life or thought when I was little what my life would have looked like, I could have probably guessed that I'd be married and have three kids. I really thought I would have been an attorney because I always, that was a dream, but never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that Melissa and I would have started a gluten-free cookie company that is in nationwide in every store. So that has been like a, definitely a surprise of my life. I love it. I love it so much. Well, we're going to move into our second segment, which is a mini segment called, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something is derived from Angelina and I calling each other and be like, Hey girl, let me tell you something like something new, something just like we come, we came across or we love something that we just had to share. So I want to open it up to you guys as our guests to see what your, let me tell you something is this is a round Robin. And then the next episode, uh, the next mini segment is all about you guys. So opening up the floor to you. I've been using that Sunday Riley stuff. I've heard of that brand. It is, it's like a serum and then a vitamin C and then, and then there's a night cream that I use that I've been using interjection with it. So anyway, I got it at Sephora and I started with the vitamin C cream like probably two months ago. And then I just added on the serum for pores and then um, the face stuff at night. So I've been, I'm really liking it. I have um, a birthday this week. I turned 44. Ugh. And um, so I've been working on my face and my neck and my chest. And so anyway, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, gosh, let me tell you something. I'm like, that's so funny. Cause I, let me, t- I, I will say this. I love a new cookbook I have. And I've had her first one and now her second one. And it's fantastic as we talk about all this cooking and being inspired and everything that I've made from it so far, my kids have liked, which Brandy, as we know, can be difficult. So it's um, the defined dish in the comfortable kitchen. She is a, I think she's out of Dallas. Is that right, Melissa? Mm -hmm. I don't know. She just does fantastic recipes that are really tasty and slightly healthy. So that would be my, let me tell you something. You need to go get that cookbook. It's really good. I think I follow her on Instagram. You might, she's got a very big following and it's funny. Our photographer who did all of our cookies and our headshots and that kind of stuff does did her cookbook. So it's just kind of a fun connection. Yeah. It's a nice connection for us. And we get, her name is Kristen Kilpatrick. She's phenomenal and makes you look gorgeous. There's oftentimes people will say, oh, that's you on the back of the box. I love that photo shoot of you guys, by the way, the two of you together with the cookies. And oh my gosh, your photos are so good. Well, it's, you know, it's typically at the food show when we've worked on our feet three days in a row for 10 hour days that people question, is that you really? Yeah, you're like, that is not on a daily basis at all. That's after the magic of Kristen Kilpatrick. Well, it has been fun. I told my husband, I said, I think I have more pictures of Melissa than you by far. It is so true. <laughs> so. I love it. And we usually, um, on our, on our webpage, we link any recommendations. So we have different sections on our webpage for books, um, fashion, beauty. And so we, we link all of these to the locations where you can purchase them. I'm excited about this cookbook. In fact, I, I'm going to step away because I'm going to go get a cookbook that I just bought and I'm going to use that as my, let me tell you something too. So Angelina, I'm going to turn it over to you while I run run out. Well, mine is we recently celebrated May the 4th be with you. I don't know if you guys are Star Wars fans. We are big Star Wars nerds in our house. And I found this cookbook, which is just funny. We're, talk, we're all talking about cookbooks. But I found this cookbook called 
the Padawan cookbook. It's called the Star Wars Padawan cookbook. And I found it for my son, gifted it to him for his birthday. And so he took it upon himself to plan an entire meal around this cookbook. And um, it ended up being a lot because he he picked some of the more challenging recipes. So it took us like probably two and a half hours because he wanted a, a beverage, a drink, an entree, appetizer, and a dessert. Oh my gosh. And how old is your son? He's nine. Oh my goodness. So you were just helping him. Wow. Yeah. So I made him get involved in prepping and I made him get involved in the, in the cooking process of everything. And he picked out the recipes in the book. But one thing I do like about it is that it it has labels for everything. It tells you if it's like vegan, gluten-free, if there's substitutes. Um, and so we had a salad. and But of course, the cupcakes he picked had different colored filling in the middle. And then it had two different colored icing. Oh so I gosh. had to like, and it was all from scratch. Were they green? What colors were they? It was like some of the insides were blue and some were red. It was like light side, dark side cupcakes and then vanilla and chocolate icing. It was, that probably took the most time. <laughs> but that being said, we made this whole thing around, may the fourth be with you and did this full meal. And he loves that little cookbook. That's amazing. Um, so, and I would be lying if I said that I don't also love Star Wars and I wanted to do it too. So uh, I'm a nerd. Well, I'm gonna check that, out. that sounds so interesting. Yeah. The Padawan cookbook is the name of it. You're good mama. No, I'm trying. <laughs> She's a great mom. Thanks, B. All right. Well, I have a funny story and then, and then I'll share the, the other cookbook that I really intended on sharing with you guys. But I told you that I really struggle in the kitchen and I have to experiment a lot. So I'm very, I'm a very ambitious person and I bought this cookbook and I've yet to do anything with it, but I decided to try going to cooking school and it talks about like, it's supposed to talk about like the science of the ingredients and things like that. Cause I'm like, okay, do I need to go back to school and understand how ingredients work together when I try to cook things from scratch? And, and so, yeah, I got this America's Test Kitchen cookbook with the goal of finding the time to read through it and experiment on how to pair ingredients. But my real, let me tell you something. So I, I was, I was in Barnes and Noble and I went a little crazy. I bought that cookbook and this one. Um, and this one is called Meal Prep Magic. And I really like it. It gives you like ways to organize, but also different recipes. And, um, and it looks yummy. Like it has like this, any veggie frittata and the photography is beautiful. So this one I have, I have started to use. We've, we tried the best chicken burgers. And what's the name of that Brandy? What is the name of it? It's called meal prep magic. That's cool. I mean, that's how my fridge looks. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> some, good, some good food photography there. <clears throat> looks, it looks like, um, what's that show? The organizing people home edit. It's like the home edit for food meets a cookbook. Brady, you kind of collect cookbooks. I kind of do. I mean, I do have some that I really love. Like there's this one that, oh, how she glows. I love that cookbook. It's it's a plant-based cookbook, but the food is so good. I have yet to have anything from her recipes that aren't tasty. So, um, so yeah, I have my staples, but I'm trying to be more adventurous with our eating and think about 
what other options are there? And I can't do that on my own. I can't just like say, oh, I'm just going to whip up blah, blah, blah. I need to Angelina's point. I need someone to tell me what to do. And I like having pretty pictures. They inspire me for sure. I can't buy a cookbook if it doesn't have pictures. Like I got to know what I'm, what I'm, I don't like not knowing what it looks like. Like, where's the picture of what I'm making? So our next segment, Angelina, over to you. So this one is rapid fire, which sometimes we fail to rapid fire uh, because we talk so much, but our rapid fire, we make our own sound effects for this one. So it's kind of like pew, 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 And the intent is that this is just focused on you guys and we want to get to know you better. So this is BFF hour and we're going to ask you guys that you answer. So we're going to flip it. How do you answer for the other person? So how well do you know each other? So rather than just answering on your behalf, for yourself, your best friend's going to answer on your behalf. Does that sound cool? Yeah. Mix it up a little bit. So First question, what is your go-to guilty pleasure? This is something that you like to do every day. It doesn't necessarily have to be guilty. It could be like yoga or it could be your Starbucks or something you watch on TV. So Melissa loves to walk. She walks very fast. She lives in Austin on, has all these hills around her and she has two dogs and a new puppy. So I feel like that's, she loves to walk with a friend in the morning. It's a nice way for her to start her day. That's good. And I... Melissa definitely works out every day. So that is, she's very good at that. But I would say her guilty pleasure is getting to be by herself on her back porch at night and watch a show and just mm-hmm. enjoy some alone time. That's a new one. I haven't heard of like on the back porch. A lot of, a lot of answers are like in the tub, in my bed. Well, I feel like we sit inside all day attached. I sit right here all day. And I, the only time I get outside is in the morning or, and then when I go get carpool and I just like, I like to be outside and I just don't get to be outside enough. So I put my kids to bed and then I'll watch a show. That's awesome. I like that change of base. If you could live anywhere for a year, where would you go and why? Melissa would live in the Cayman Islands, I think. She's her happy place. She loves the beach or in Southern California. So Laguna. I do love the ocean. So that's a good choice. (laughs) And I would say Melissa, I think her happiest place is Vail but she gets together a lot. So I think if you could live anywhere for a year, it would be Paris because there's shopping, great food and lots of wonderful champagne. So I could see her. She knows. I always say if something happens to Todd, that's where I'll be. But I, I lived there in college. <laughs> so I lived in Paris for the, and took a course there in college. That's awesome. I had a friend do that in college as well. And it's just, it, she know her heart stayed in Paris. You could just see it. Totally. I like both of those choices, ladies. What is your favorite way to spend a day off? I would say Melissa would get up and exercise. And then I would say she would probably love to go shopping and just tool around and have fun, you know, doing whatever you want, really lunch with friends and dinner with her family. That would be, that sounds perfect. I'll take it. All the things. And Melissa would be the same. She would get up and work out and then she would probably go to a spa and get a facial or a massage, something like that. And then lunch with her friends and dinner with her family too. And a football game, watching her oldest, (laughs) her favorite thing. So you have a football, you have a football player in the family? I have three boys. They all play football, but yes, he is um, my senior. Who's just, it's been fun to watch. So I don't miss a game. So you're a football mom. Yes. And he's going to go play college football 
which is oh, that's exciting. How fun. Very exciting. So I get to keep watching because I cried a lot when the last game was over. I just couldn't be crying. (laughs) Is he staying close to home or no? Yeah, he'll be a few hours away. He's going to go to Abilene Christian. Great. Okay, so you'll still you could drive and go yeah, watch the game. Mapping that out last night where, when we're going and yeah, that's awesome. So exciting. Now this question, I think you could you could answer for yourself or each other, but we love to hear this as a piece of advice. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would that be? This is this is a hard question because there's a lot of things I would want to tell my. Self, but I would say from, I mean, if we're answering for the other person, I would tell Melissa that don't worry, like it's all going to work out and you're going to, you know, all your dreams are going to come true. Like you're going to have the life that you wanted and, and everything's good. And there's just, it, it, it's almost a don't worry, but also enjoy the present, enjoy where you are because life will continue to happen and you're going to make wonderful choices and you're going to do wonderful things and it's all going to be okay. Thank you. She knows I'm a warrior. I um <laughs> Brandy is the warrior of our of our group. That you have to have one that you know lays at night and thinks of all of the what ifs, right? Right. Melissa, Melissa gets does that on a couple of things, but I'm I'm worse on the other things. But I guess if I could tell Melissa her younger self just that how her beautiful faith would be important in her life all the way through. I think Melissa has always had a beautiful relationship with God. And that's been a good example for me and something that I've, you know, through the years leaned on um, and learned from and grown from. And yeah. And to also that her life's going to work out. She's going to have a beautiful marriage and three beautiful children and a man who loves her dearly. And I think, yeah, just that life's all going to work out. God, God had a good plan. I think that's a, a takeaway we hear often from a lot of our guests is it's going to be okay. I mean, we, we must as we worry so much as women and pl- try to plan so much for the future, but a resounding thing that everyone says, is like, it's going to work out. And you, you ladies are shining examples. Well, and even if it wasn't perfect, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. Right. But it just means that, you know, if you have friends and family and people, it's all going to be okay, no matter what happens. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't mean life is wonderful and rosy and we have had lucky, wonderful things happen to us, but I would hope we would feel the same, even if everything was, if things were hard. Absolutely. It's never all puppies and rainbows. Mm -mm. No, I, I was just trying to look up a friend of mine posted like a Bible verse on her Instagram stories, but of course it went away because I guess she posted it 48 hours ago and it's not there anymore, but it was exactly along the lines of what you guys were saying about how we could have all the plans. We could want all, you know, certain things or want certain things to happen, but you know, it, it goes back to faith and understanding that I, I would, you know, I know a lot of people don't like everything happens for a reason, but one thing will lead you to the next. And I even heard someone speak on this too. Like when one door closes, there's a beautiful door behind it that's going to open up to lead you to the next thing. So it's such a great reminder um, in terms of having faith that even though, you know, something may not go as you wish or want that, um, that it's happening for a reason and it'll bring you to somewhere more beautiful in the future. 
I like to look at it as like unanswered prayers. You know, you didn't get that job or you didn't move to that city or you didn't end up with this particular person because something else was along the lines and God had a different plan. And it's not always our plan. It's it's another plan. So it's it's not happens for a reason, but it was an unanswered prayer that wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And I, I feel that way even with Melly's a lot. I mean, so much of the time, you know, Melissa and I are like, hands up, whatever, like, okay, God, what's next? Like, we don't know or understand. And we're just waiting on his plans, even with our business, which is, you know, we can hold so tightly to things when really you just kind of have to hold loosely to things and know that it's, you know, it's all going to go one way or the other. And you're just along for the ride. Yeah. And I think it's interesting listening to all this. I do think probably all of us get up and through our lives have said yes to opportunities. So I think being open to things and hard, good, whatever it is, just not being afraid to just, like Melissa said earlier, go for it. Like, I just think that if, if you live your life scared to say yes, then, you know, it's hard to know what's going to happen, but I feel like we've just been open to opportunities. And I tell my children that I'm like, just be open and aware of things and just go, just do it. Just have fun. Just try things. I don't know. Just being open to different things is important. That's where we are with this podcast. We're like, we don't know what we're doing, but what we, what we did know and what we wanted to do was, I mean, it originally started with people don't talk about certain things as you know, you're entering your forties. And a lot of, of our guests have said like, I turned 40 and my perspective changed on things. Like I became more open, more comfortable with decisions or not being so focused on people pleasing or health. Like there's a lot of health conversations that we've had that a lot of people just aren't aware of because we don't talk about it, but also our, our business owners and entrepreneurs that we have spoken with about, you know, taking chances and risks and believing in yourself. I mean, there's such a powerful story that sometimes it takes us to get to this place even in our forties to, to find that confidence and that comfort level. And so there's so much in life that, that we're still learning from even where we are. And so we just decided we're like, we want to try and share stories and hopefully impact lives and inspire people through um, this platform. So let's see where it goes and what happens with it. And we've, we've had such great responses from our audience so one we can't thank our audience enough for the support but two i mean this has been such a journey we haven't even been doing this for a year but it's been it's the it's the thing that i think gets us up in the morning that we really really enjoy um we don't know what's coming next but uh we know we have big plans but at the same time we're like having that faith that every time we listen to an episode we're reminded of the purpose on why we're doing this and we're grateful to ladies like you for being yes. on here and giving of your time and being a guest. It's just, it's very meaningful to us. And I think it, it makes a difference to our listeners. We have people that reach out after episodes and say, oh gosh, I love this. I tried this product or thanks for telling us about it. So thank you ladies for being here and sharing. We feel honored. Thank you for having us for sure. Yeah, it is. It, is, it was a, a fun morning having coffee with you ladies and we really appreciate the opportunity. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel like we always go in with the intention of coming out with information in one area, but we always walk out learning something Mm -hmm. and having such a rich conversation. 
beyond, you know, one central focus. So thank you so much for your time today. We're so grateful to you and so appreciate you guys for trusting us to tell your story as well. So to follow Melly's Cookies, you can visit their website at melliesmonstercookies.com or you can follow them on Instagram at Melly's Monster Cookies and that's M-E-L-I-S. So one L and their Instagram is so cute, so much fun and definitely check out their website for food inspiration. I promise you guys won't, won't regret it. Definitely try their products. So Thank you, Mellies, for joining us today. We're so appreciative of you. And I hope to see you guys again at some point really soon. Thank you very much. We agree. Well, thank you um, both. And um, I, I love that you're doing this. So thank you for having us. Thanks, ladies. Have a good one. Cheers. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you. Follow us on social at Talk Forward to Me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss? On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.